Listener warning, this episode contains adult content and is not suitable for children. Welcome back to the Half-Baked Book Club. I'm Lana. And I'm Dylan. And we are back with another episode of Random Recap. If you're new here, we are a book club, but like most book clubs, we like to talk about a million other things besides the book at hand. Although we do release a monthly book review episode, we want to come to you every Monday and share everything else we've been watching, streaming, and reading in between. Before we dive in, we wanted to say thank you for all of the love and support that you've given us. Yes, and if you love us as much as we love you, we ask that you please tell your friends as well as rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. So, Dylan, I would say how are you, but we just talked <laughs> last night. We did a bonus episode. Um, if you guys are Akatar fans, if you're into that series, like if you don't know what Akatar is, then it's not for you. Mm-hmm. If I have to explain that it is from A Court of Thorns and Roses, then that's pro- it's probably not for you yet. Don't listen, it'll spoil it. Don't listen, it'll spoil it. But I highly suggest giving it an audible listen or from your library. If you audiobook, read it. Great story. And um, what else is going on this week? I mean, I didn't expect to miss so much last night while we were recording our episode, but apparently Will Smith just like assaulted Chris Rock this last night. I meant to text you, but my mom is like a big like Chris Rock. We're like, we're big Chris Rock fans. And so she and I were texting. I was like, because I wasn't watching. But I, saw, I mean, we were busy, but TikTok I just got online happening. and was like, what's going on? And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm thinking like, oh, it's just, you know, they're mm. just, you know, it's scripted. It's something. And, and then you're like, oh, no, this is a legit thing. Like, yeah, he, he made a joke about Chris made a joke about Jada, um, who has lost her hair due to her autoimmune disease and her struggles with alopecia. And you see that, like, in the video, Will laughs, but then he looks at her, and she's not laughing, and she looks upset. She rolls her eyes, and he just goes into, like, husband mode and goes trotting up there to Chris and slaps him across the face. And he, like, steps back. Like, it's not like he punched him, but he slapped him pretty hard. I mean, Will could have smacked the shit out of him, and he just kind of gave him one whatever and walked away. But then what happens on the U.S. side... They're bleeping everything, but if you watch the Oscars videos from the other countries, they miss it, so you hear the whole thing, and he's screaming at him to keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. Oh, yeah. It was on the radio today. It was yeah. It's literally everywhere you look, but here's I what so I find interesting won. about it. Like, all these award shows have the worst ratings. Like, they haven't been good for years. They've been getting progressively worse and worse every year. Right. So, um... To me, I was like, mm, I don't know why you'd want this to be a publicity stunt, but everybody was talking about it. Right. And wow. like, also, <clears throat> excuse me, like, if you listen to the audio, for how hard it looks, it's very light audio. Like, you barely hear it on Chris's mic. Yeah. Which I find interesting. Like, mm, like staged hit that two actors could have easily pulled off because then he Chris Rock's just like talking like if you got hit that hard that your whole body rocked like that and it looked like he wound up you know if you got hit like that you're not like oh uh, whoa that was crazy like you're kind of gonna have to recover I would think physically I don't know maybe it's like so much adrenaline yeah I think I think I think Will Smith's a good actor I think he could fake it if he wanted Mm. to I'm not I'm just 
I'm not saying that it was fake for sure. Yeah. No, I think it's real. I think that they had the pressure of it being that it was live and Chris is like, he's announcing like a winner. Like, I think you're just like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I have to keep this moving. Like it's literally live. So I think if it was was recorded, I feel like he could have like paused and like, what the fuck, you know, and like dealt with it. But like they're live watching you. Obviously you weren't expecting that. They said everybody, everybody like, was yelling. They, I saw another one that said like um, Denzel had to come and like take like because they, they went to commercial like as quick as they could. Mm-hmm. Denzel took right. Will Smith <laughs> to like the side to like calm him down and like then came and sat with like Jada and like. Oh, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I like, don't. Again, I'm not saying it's not real. I'm, I'm just saying it's good. Nobody literally gives a shit. I couldn't tell you like more than one or two movies that might be Oscar contenders. Like, I don't know about yeah. it. Yeah. It's just not like as relevant in this world, especially for me and you who literally are on the show talking about all the shows that we like stream. Like we yeah. don't go to the movies. We've said this before. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not for us. I so. haven't seen a lot of them. Like even the movie that he's mm-hmm. he nominated and he won for, I meant to. I never ended up watching it. Oh, totally. But we're like, is it streaming yet? Can I? It is. It's on HBO. Is it's it HBO's now? movie. But I like oh. I meant to, and then I didn't get to watch it. Um, and clearly, like he gave a good performance. He won, but I saw I did see a thing that you would appreciate, and it was like, I think we can finally stop talking then about fucking Kanye and interrupting taylor swift at the grammys because this is way more dramatic well that's so funny on our local radio station like uh, they were talking about it and they're like oh yeah like something like this hasn't happened since like kanye went up and interrupted somebody and i was like somebody somebody (laughs) what's our name this is the feud that started all feuds and it's literally not just like that one hit wonder like it's taylor swift yeah, so right get it right it's taylor fucking smith but it's miss swift to you thank right, you right um oh my God. But speaking of miss swift great transition because i wanted to talk about briefly the where the crawdads sing trailer that came out yes so this trailer came out and um of course so where the crawdads sing bestseller since what 2017 i think it came yeah. out like quite a while ago and not a shocker that Reese Witherspoon and her production company decided to make it into a movie. Now Sony Pictures releases the trailer and it has a a song written by Taylor Swift. Now, of course, we're going to find a reason to try to cancel something that Taylor Swift is attached to. But apparently this author has like, I don't even want to say a sordid past. Just um, her husband but, and son uh-huh. are like, she's not in she's not like basically she it seemed that she was witness to something yeah and she was not around but the husband and the son are people of interest by the zambia government Mm -hmm. so basically a a these people are are extreme like i would say conservationists if you will like Mm -hmm. moved to africa years and years ago like 15 years ago or something and um or early 90s. It could have been like a lot longer. They've been living there uh, for a very long time. Yeah. So they were there and 
if you've been to Africa, as both Dylan and I have, you know that poaching is a very serious issue. Like, it is rampant. It is like if you go into a big city and you're like, hey, there's gang activity. It is the same thing. It is like safari gang activity, really. I don't know what else to call it. And this story is basically like there was a poacher that was murdered on either their land or land that they were staying on. Like, I don't fully understand Land that they're protecting. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's not clear who who had murdered this poacher, what the situation was. They don't have somebody specific. But from what I read, it doesn't even sound like Delia Owens, the author, like she was even around. It was just like, oh, I was almost like wrong place, wrong time. And now this is attached to her name. And now they're like putting parallels to the story that I don't want to tell you what happens in the story. Yeah. But it is like there is a murder in the story and they're like comparing it and they're like oh she's basically like confessing that she murdered this person and i'm like literally yeah. no not at not at all yeah. like I, I don't know so we were considering making like a bonus episode just on that just talking about where the crowd had sing and like these theories mm-hmm. we may or may not do that so i don't want to go too deep into it but yeah. we'd love to know your guys's thoughts on it like yeah, it's definitely going to be something that people are going to be all over the place about because like you and I kind of feel the same way having been there and seen um, how serious of an issue it is and kind of understanding mm-hmm. it a little bit more that like I'm in that camp of like, it's just not doesn't sound like a good human, you know, but like, if there's one less poacher like, <laughs> yeah, I I think I, I'm it's, not it's whether you value friend. animal life or human life. Right. And if well, there's somebody who's coming on your land continuously murdering and slaughtering animals, mm-hmm. um, it is illegal. And it, it's almost mm-hmm. it's almost like how there's laws in certain states where you can like, hey, somebody's breaking into your house, you can shoot them. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's like a similar. I don't really know. Again, like, please yeah. educate me if I'm wrong. I, I, it's a complicated, layered story issue. The husband... Um, like so normally in the the people mm-hmm. that are protecting um those lands like those poach the they call them like the you know the game whatever conservationists the mm-hmm. rangers they usually do not have um like weapons of that sort on them like they're yeah, not like, actually going to like shoot or kill right. you know they're not going to kill somebody like that's not whatever and basically the the story is that her husband being in charge or or like um mm-hmm you know, arming these groups because they are extreme conservative, um, conservationists, whatever, mm-hmm. can't speak. Um, that you know, rights activists, like, you could go, all, yeah. Right. He's like, shoot to kill, get rid of mm-hmm. them. Like, he was very, like, this is what their beliefs were. They're very radical in that belief. So it, it's going to be so interesting. Whether that happened or not, right. it is not known 100%. Yeah. And therefore, no one has been charged. This is an unsolved case. Yeah. Um, but I do find it wild because it's like, it's no, it's it's not that much crazier. Like, think about um, what's her name, Carol Baskins. Like, her husband legit went missing. Like, that's that's wild. A poacher getting like shot, murdered. Like, that is not an extremely yeah. shocking story. It's not like, oh my gosh, can't believe that happened. Like, it yeah. happens. And this case. You know, it probably happens, I wouldn't doubt daily. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. It is a crazy story. It's all over the place and it's rampant. And um, 
I don't know. I just think it's a complicated story. We're basically turning this into our villainous episode and we have so much to cover so we can't. <laughs> but please like email us um, our emails in our bio and we'll give it to you at the end of the episode too. But that's what it, that's that on that. Can't wait for the movie to come out July 15th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... I think that's the exciting thing. Will be people like, what do they think about the book? What do they think about the movie? And do you think there's a correlation? Do you think it's just a difference? Or, like I love to hear people's thoughts. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they think. Yeah, and speaking of whether we think people are um, responsible for murder, the girl from Plains Hills comes out on Hulu tomorrow, or Plains Hills or Plainsville. Did I just make? I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, so there's this story. I think I sent you a voice memo, so you're gonna know when I say it. There's a story. Oh, yes, yes, true yes. crime. Okay, I can't remember this what it was called, but yes, teenage girl. Yes, has like a, a guy. I don't know if they're you know romantically involved or. He's probably in the friend zone with her, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a she, boyfriend. Yeah, the story's way deeper than this, but basically, texts him and like eggs him on to commit suicide. Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. Yeah. Um, and it's a really fucked up story. And I remember I've listened to probably multiple podcasts about mm-hmm. this. Same. And just, you know, maybe 2020 about it when it came out. Um, so yeah. I am interested to see like a, a docu-series on it and how that plays out. And uh, there was just heavy stuff in the trailer for it. Like kind of like the dad, like yelling at the mom, like, you know, you could tell they're obviously not together being like, well, he was with you when it happened. And you're like, oh my God, like these other things that happen. And you're like, these right. parents. and mm-hmm. it's just a crazy story. And her fight to be like, well, I didn't kill him. But it's like, but you're telling him he should do it. And- right what constitutes i mean i think mm-hmm. that you're guilty is sin for for doing that I uh, agreed agreed but legally like right yeah. in, in public well, opinion, where's the line between like a, a teenager saying mm-hmm. like ask this person you should go kill yourself on their yeah. I don't know, facebook yeah. page versus actually texting this person being like you have to do it you have to are you drinking the poison yet or whatever like all the crazy yeah. very specific stuff she was saying to him it was mm-hmm. like and then even more twisted was like she was having these fundraisers and like having memorials and stuff in his oh, honor. It was like this way for her to like get attention. It's like yeah. it makes me sick to my stomach, actually. Yeah. And imagine like his parents finding this out in the end, being oh like, my gosh, but this girl was like your friend, quote unquote, like so crazy. But that comes out on Hulu tomorrow. I'm sure if you have Hulu, it'll be like front and center on your right. screen. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, I don't so know how they're. Up. I don't know how they're going to release it. Like, it seems Hulu will end up doing, like, they'll release one or two, maybe three episodes, and then it'll be, like, episodic weekly. How do you feel about that? Like, we've been in a world where, it's annoying. Transition Bridgerton, where you can just absorb and eat it all at once. So it's so hard for me. Like, all the shows that I have on, like, my, I guess, instead of TBR, it's, like, to be watched. Yes. They're all episodic stuff so if it's all stuff on my hulu that's currently airing right now mm-hmm. because i'd rather just be like i want to watch eight episodes of bridgerton and just be like in bridgerton land for a yeah. while instead of like bounce from this show to this show to this show mm-hmm. and that's kind of how my reading has gone too in the past few years like i used to yeah. just read what i was in the mood for mm-hmm. few chapters of this few chapters of that and then you never finish a book and then you mm-hmm. never stay interested in a book so i was yeah. like be disciplined one show at a time one book at a time yeah so 
Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I know that that's pretty much all you did with Bridgerton, too. Oh, my gosh. Consumed it. You and I were so funny because we were texting because we had, like, started it at the same time. And so we were, could talk about it. And then it was like, okay, no, I'm stopping. I'm going to go run errands. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to do stop, this stop, thing. Stop, stop, You stop. Stop, stop, Okay. Well, all right. Well, you're going to start it again. Okay, then I can text you as I'm going because you'll be ahead of me. <laughs> so funny. Like, text me when you get to the end of this part. Oh, my um, gosh. Really enjoyed it. Not that I ever thought I wouldn't. Right. As usual, costumes on point, oh. music on point, hair, hair. wigs, jewelry, oh, brooches. Queen um, is just like, ugh, she's so the queen. Do a bonus episode just diving into <laughs> literally each character? Like, each character was so interesting to me this year. Like, Lady Featherington just cracked me up every turn. She's wow. such a little schemer. Mm-hmm. her like ruby spoilers um was like her fake jewel trade <laughs> and like the, it was just so wild but then at the end you're like good for you like she's such a schemer but you still want her, her to do well, i know somehow. i know i still want her to be okay i know yeah because she's so, so sass and you're like i feel that fire you know like yeah. i feel the the perseverance that's inside of her and mm-hmm. You could tell she's just so sick and tired of having to deal with men. Yeah, get what she needs she's and what she so, wants. And that's such a I'm so I much mean, smarter than these dudes. Theme of Bridgerton, yes. Of mm-hmm. like, there's so many, you know, in Eloise's story and so many stories that oh, I love. It's Eloise. so aggravating because the men, her brothers, you know, Colin just like fucks off and travels to Greece and does whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And Eloise has Eloise has the same mind to do the same thing, but she can't because she's a woman and she has to enter polite society and be shown around like cattle and like mm. it just it's so frustrating. And I think that's the thing with Lady Featherington, like she's just dealt with stupid men and how like their whole life is in the balance until this cousin shows up. Like her <laughs> husband died and she's just like waiting for this random cousin who inherits their but land. Then she tries to trick him into marrying her daughter, like not knowing that he's actually like a poor pauper himself. Right. Like, Another schemer. Mm-hmm. So funny though. But the scene where she's like, oh my God. <laughs> when they ran into them. Unchaperoned with my daughter. That the chaperone thing is so funny to me. Can you oh. even imagine that world that like you'd have to do this. My friend Missy is so funny because we've talked about this and she's like, mm-hmm. I would be the f- worst chaperone. She's like, I'd be sitting there in the corner just like knitting and you're just like, go off, do what you want. Like, I'm just going to sit here and close my eyes and pretend like nothing's happening. Like, Yeah, you'd have to get like really good at writing your own smut. Like you could just send <laughs> salacious notes and be like, readeth this when you are alone with oneself. Or however, yeah. My heaving <laughs> bosom. <laughs> From my teat. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, they're like their boobs, like the the corsets oh, wait, so wait. and stuff. Their boobs are just like always up under their chin, like yeah. <laughs> I yeah. see those TikTok sounds, and they're like, "Take them titties out," because I'm trying to see them. <laughs> yeah, and the story. Ugh. Where do we start with with Aunt Anthony? Oh, we were so much better about them sideburns. <laughs> I I didn't mind either way. I think oh. it, a lot of the time for me, people's personality is what's attractive. Mm-hmm. And he was just such an annoyance last season. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, whatever. And obviously I had Simon to look at last season. So yes. my eyes were like, yep. whatever. But now <laughs> that Regé Champagne, did I do it? Is gone. <laughs> I'm like, I, I got something to look at here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. It was just so annoying to me, though, how it really is looked at. Like, okay, I just need to marry good stock. And then, you know, I'm still going to have mistresses and whatever anyways. So this is all just a formality. And for women, it's like, no, I'm about to get owned. Like, I don't get to have, I don't get to have anything on the side that's fulfilling to me, (laughs) like carnally or whatever. And I just loved that Kate, the older sister, Mm -hmm. um, obviously the love interest the slow burn the slowest burn lowest burn oh i've never gotten so hot over just seeing people like breathe on each other's cheek before (laughs) i was like no several times you're just like (gasps) we're laying in bed yeah and like similar to as i was listening to akatar i was just you know multitasking like doing little crafts like keeping my hands busy while i'm watching and mike like you know taps me like I was like, this is it. This is it. Like when they're in the office together and it's like, no, it wasn't it. And you were saying it's quite different from the book. Like if you read the book. Yes. So that's a thing that that's kind of the only thing I've seen as far as people having comments about it is that it is different from the book in like one major way is um, and I've started it. I didn't read it beforehand is that the younger sister, Edwina, that she could give a shit about the Viscount in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, where in the movie, obvi- or in the movie, in the show, you know, she's in love with him in the right. way that they always portray love in this, that it's like, you know, they've they've gone on promenades together and they've danced a couple times and all of a sudden they're obsessed with each other. Like, it's such a weird world. Yeah, but in a way, way it's similar. All, like, do you think that's how it maybe was? Because it's not like you could have a, pri- a private conversation. You always had a chaperone. So whatever feelings you have are basically, um, you know, written in your own head between the last time you saw each other. Yeah. You know, like you're kind of making up this fantasy of who a person is and you're like, oh my God. And then as we, as we all know, like it's going to be different when you live with that person and once you actually like. You have sex with them right and it's just oh my god we can't even be in the same room together but i guess we could fuck in the courtyard or where yeah like what hold on let me lay down this pillow and take down your seven pairs of trousers that you're wearing and we could just do this right here but i mean Oh my gosh. Well, so that was like the one scene in the office. This is when they don't, but they're doing the like breathing into each other's mouths, essentially. And he says something like, he's like, do you know all the ways a lady can be seduced? And he's like, the things I would teach you. And I'm like, clutch my pearls. (laughs) Teach me, teach me how. He sits down, takes out notebook, puts on glasses. (laughs) Please teach me. Teach me, sir. Professor Bridgerton. Yeah. Puts on plaid skirt. (laughs) Right. And I'm thinking about like the first season and you're like, are you going to fuck me up against a tree? Cause that sounds great. No, like the scene where he's, uh, just going down on her. It was like, vanity. And you're like, so good. Yeah. I, I, there are no words. I'm without speech. Yeah. No, it was just, it was great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Netflix for showing 
And obviously the very end was, you know, great once you finally got the full everything and mm-hmm. got to see it. It was great. And, you know, the happy ending that that we wanted was for them to be together. So they were yeah. together. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I don't know. Have they been renewed for a third season? Obviously, I'm sure they will. Wait a whole year. A whole year. Yeah. Well, there's more books, right? Right. There's like so. eight. And then there's even like prequels and like an I'll epilogue. be here. Right. I'll My doing... kids will be watching it with me in like six years or whatever. No. I'll be like, you guys want to rewatch the show? And I'll just yeah. like leave during the sex scenes. I'm like, mommy's going to take a walk. Oh my gosh. Benedict's <laughs> story is next, which Benedict? I love him. Yeah. Benedict's the painter. Yes. Brother. His story is the I next. I think story. he's so sexy. I, I think love him. And I love, he's... I live for his reactions when like Anthony's being Anthony and he's just in the back making a face. <laughs> his dimples are mm-hmm. chef's kiss. Yeah. yeah. He's got big dick energy, like, and just seems also really sweet. Like, I feel Dad's like he's favorite. probably the best Bridgerton. <laughs> What? It said God's favorite. <laughs> be God's favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so I'm really for his story. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's really all I have to say about Bridgerton. Obviously, the songs are great. I, not to be a Debbie Downer, I thought the music was better last season. I thought there were more like uh, newer songs. Yeah. Obviously, the songs that were played were songs that were not um, from that time period. So that was right. the fun part, like when they played Material Girl. But I wanted like TikTok Material Girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine. Um, no, just I felt like, what were the other ones? Oh, <clears throat> the one song they played, Dancing on My Own by Robin. That Robin's. was a good one. Yeah. That was the song that like I had, you know, I had my playlist for when I run. And when I finished my first and only so far half marathon, that happened to be like the song as I was like crossing the finish line. So that song's always like, I don't know, like deeply like emo for me. I love that. Yeah. And like, but obviously a different like meaning on that one. It's just, ah, it was so beautiful. I I loved it. I love watching them dance and it's just so funny. Like their dance cards, like that they have cards that are filled out, like, (laughs) I, it's, it's so funny that that's world. actually a thing. They're like, oh, my dance card's all filled. And it's not, like, hyperbole. It's a real, like... I thought it was a tiny purse. I was like, why do they all have these tiny purses on their wrists? <laughs> Shit, dance card. You're like, oh, sorry, your name's not on here. Yeah, it's like a little golf scorecard that they get to keep on their wrist. It was weird. Um, I just looked up just to see quick, because I couldn't remember all of them. And I was trying to kind of write them down as I went. Loved Eloise's story. Yeah, yes. No, um, so You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette was one of yeah, them. Yeah, that was good. Um, Sign of the Times by Harry Styles. Okay, what I'm a- not a Harry Styles person. So what About good. Us by Pink. Um, mm. How Deep Is Your Love, Calvin Harris. Um, wrecking Ball. I thought Wrecking that Ball was That was really fun. Good. I was like, is this Miley Cyrus? And then I kept like asking my phone, like, what song is this, Siri? <laughs> <laughs> it was like wrecking ball and I'm like oh it did come in like a wrecking ball sure Jen, did, sure did. yeah so <laughs> I really liked it I was um I was happy with it obviously like I didn't read the book I'm going to and see if maybe like people like my sister were like mad and I was just like mm. oh I don't know like that I'm missing anything ignorance or is whatever. bliss sometimes yeah but you could enjoy it 
Yeah. We weren't constantly like, I didn't know what was going to happen for sure. No. Nope. But obviously you're like, okay, Kate and him are going to eventually, they're going to be end game. Yeah. But it was, it was cool not knowing. I thought. See, and I honestly, for a second, I got nervous when she fell off her horse and she was in a coma. And I was like, is she going to die? And he's going to like marry the sister. And this is just going to be like a sad thing that like they end up, you know, whatever. Like I, cause I didn't read the book. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, you don't know for sure that it's going to be a happy ending. Like, yeah, I don't know. So I was very happy. His, I will say like the actor, his reaction when the mom lets him know that she is alive, that she woke up from the coma and mm-hmm. you see that like, he's always so like stoic and he doesn't give a shit and he just like just relief and he just starts crying. And that's what I'll say about Andy. Oh, you could tell like, he was just keeping himself busy, like, yeah. you know, trying not to think about it, paying bills and whatnot. Yeah. Well, like Anthony, this whole season, like last season, he was like annoying to me and I felt like he was a jerk, but this season you learn like, all the weight that was on his shoulders and Mm -hmm. the minute that that happened that he couldn't he wasn't allowed to grieve and be a child he became the viscount and had to take care of his family and his mom his mom's in the middle of birth and having to make these decisions and and that him and kate had that in common we were both given these responsibilities at a young age that we didn't really feel like we could make choices for ourselves because you're like what a stupid thing like why don't you just find somebody you're in love like why didn't you just say F it and marry the soprano that you right. were in love with. You know what I mean? You yeah. get like, frustrated, but then you yeah. see, oh, because he's like, I have responsibilities. I am the eldest son. I can't, you know, life is short. I can't screw around anymore. Yeah. But no, I, that made me that. like him a lot more. And so I was really happy when it all worked out and they were showing them at the end and like they'd gone on their honeymoon and he was all happy and they were mm-hmm. huddling playing their silly game like I it felt like earned and good I can't um, wait to see their babies and see Benedict's love story I know me too like I'm into it I and Eloise I want to see her like have like ugh, like how hurt she was by her friend like finding yeah. out her friend was Lady Whistledown and oh just what a little asshole yeah and like I and want that, like and when she saw her talking about people and you saw her look at her I and saw it click I knew it see it I knew click she was and I was out. like this is it she's understanding and you're like huh. she's saying she's saying to herself how did I not see this before of course yeah. the wallflower is here to witness everything and nobody mm-hmm. notices the wallflower nobody suspects her mm-hmm. It's also like Are you buying a new quilt? she didn't tell Eloise you know and uh, all the time that they were talking about it and doing it like it was you know like it's her best friend like why should but I think you can be her? best friends with somebody <laughs> I know this very well I think that you can be best friends with somebody and be very close to that person and then still find out that that person secretly kind of like resented you or hated you like Somebody can can love you and then also be jealous of you at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Like whether it was her looks, her family, like her family has wealth and money and and she's sitting here struggling, right? Yeah. And like her mom's yeah. sitting here ready to pawn off like her books. And Eloise is like, oh, here's a new dress. Here's a new this. Here's a new yeah. that. And Eloise mm-hmm. is bitching about her life. But at the same time, she's like, I still love her. You know, like she, she's still my friend. But, you know, yeah. secretly she had that resentment and I don't – as much as she acted like it was hard for her to talk shit about Eloise, I bet you there was a part of her that was built up that she wanted to bring her down a notch. I right. Think. I, yeah. 
I mean, I think she obviously struggled with it. Like you saw her, like she didn't want to do it. She thought she was doing the right thing or the, the best thing that she could do in that circumstance. Um, but then when it all comes apart, no, but it realizes... wasn't because you know, she's so selfish. She could have just said it was her, but it is right. She if it was really to, to help. You could have said it yeah. with you. Yeah. And then when and they, stop. they get snipes in each other, right. Then it's like the true feelings come out because they both say some awful things to each other. Then like once it's all revealed, mm-hmm. you know, like Penn, I don't even remember what Penn exactly. says. She says something. It's all that build up resentment. Yeah, Eloise does too. And so, because yeah. You forgive the people that you love for like their small missteps, right? Like it, because you you see the bigger part of it. You're like, okay, I love 85% of you, even though this 15% pisses me off. Well, when push comes to shove and it's time when shit blows up like that, now I'm going to tell you about that 15%. That I haven't mm-hmm. bitched you about yet. But here right. It is. Like holding it in. Here it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I agree. So, <laughs> so it was good. I love it. Was it. Great. I'm it was great. I'm excited for another season. I just want the soundtrack. Give me it. I may I or may not start first, reading. I, I might read them, but you know, my my list of stuff to read is long and this one I, I do have physical just... copies, so you could borrow it. That's true. That's true. I will. I also got us both like a little. um... Oh, sorry. I'm going back to Akatar. I'll tell you about it later. Um, (laughs) I got us something on Etsy, Akatar related. Oh, uh, sidebar too for borrowing books. Um, Sally, my sister, is starting uh, The Seven Husbands. Ooh, can't wait to talk about it. Should have her as a guest and do The Seven Husbands. Yeah, she's reading it this week. So I'm really excited. Ooh, I'll. I'm not even kidding. We should do that as a bonus episode. But, I would love that. Um, Stella, other stuff I've been watching. You'll be doing on here. Have you watched anything else? Um, oh, I have a short list. The one thing I was going to say that I watched, that I would recommend to everybody, and I texted you about this, but it's actually a stand-up special, which is normally like my jam, but there hasn't been one in a long time that I've thought was super funny. But I have a list for you. <laughs> Taylor Tomlinson's um, newest episode it's called look at you it is so funny it's on netflix it is just oh my god it's just so so relatable to women our age because she's Mm -hmm. our age and it is just it's so fucking funny she's talking about you know being on antidepressants and taylor swift and like your family expectations just just so much stuff that's so relatable and like, so hilarious. Basic pumpkin spice yeah. <laughs> as a comedian. Like, oh. it's just so good. I was laughing so hard throughout the entire thing. Um, and I'd, I'd watched her first special, but like, this was just so great. And I was, I texted you and I was texting some of my friends and I'm like, please watch this. Like, this is so funny. And like, if you need like something to just laugh for like an hour, like I highly recommend it. It was so great. Who doesn't need to laugh for an hour? Right? There's been some really great ones. The The newest Jim Gaffigan on Netflix is so funny. Like, I forgot how much I love Jim Gaffigan. I did like him, too. I haven't seen the new one. He's, you just forget, he's so good without having to be crass, which I don't understand because I swear, like, every other word. Right, right. So, But I can really appreciate someone who's able to be funny without being a complete asshole or making fun of somebody's alopecia, you know? Like, yes, agreed. I, I think it's so funny that you're, like, rolling around on the floor crying, laughing, but he's not mm-hmm. being mean. He's not saying anything, like, 
yeah. too crazy. Right. Like he, he definitely mentioned a little bit of like political stuff, but in like a funny way, in like a lighthearted mm-hmm. way, like let's laugh at each other yeah. on both sides kind of way. So yeah. that's great. Fortune Feimster, I don't know if you know her. I might have sent you her stuff. She's she's actually a judge on that new Netflix, like Is It Cake show that's on, which was oh, also okay. pretty good. And it was kind of fun. Like my kids were interested in watching it. So I'm like, cool, not a Disney show. I can watch something else. But it's like a new cake show. But Fortune Feimster, she was on the Mindy Project. She's a really funny um, comedian. But she has one. It's not new, but you'd love it. It's called Sweet and Salty on Netflix. And one of my favorite stand-ups. She's a lesbian. And she just talks about like when she was younger. And like her mom would take her to like. Hooters for like her brother's birthday but like <laughs> she would enjoy it it was just so right. funny like the whole thing you laugh so hard um I'll watch it yeah you'd enjoy it but what what I actually watched this week still catching up with the dropout we covered way too much of Bridgerton to keep going into dropout so I'll probably let that bleed into okay. the next time we do a recap yeah but- I'll catch up too yeah, catching up on a million little things, Real Housewives in New Jersey, all these shows that are episodic that are hard to cover because they're like series, they're not really reality shows. I did start and I need you to watch this Temptation Island. It's so good. And I know you're not a reality <laughs> TV person, but it's actually like a USA show, which is so random. Yeah, I didn't realize USA had reality shows. Maybe that Joe Millionaire one is on there, though. Am I making that? I remember up? watching it that first season, but I don't remember. No, you watch Joe Millionaire, the Temptation Island. Joe Millionaire, like the first okay. season of it. There's like, like a new reboot or something this year, or maybe it's like Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire, whatever it was. Something. There was Who like wants a, to marry? Me. he was like a construction worker. Yeah, yeah, because the girl picked him, and they got a million dollars. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so Temptation Island, if you're not familiar, it it's when it came out, it was very controversial. So I don't know if it'll be talked about the way it was when it first came out, but it's like four couples who go to this island all for different reasons, whether it's like, hey, you know, we're deciding whether we should get engaged and I just want to, I don't know, blow up my relationship beforehand. I don't understand what the point is, but they go to this island and they each live in separate villas, like maybe bachelor type of style, right? Mm-hmm. And the four women go and live in one side and the four men go and live in the other. And they send like 15 or 20 like singles of the opposite sex to go live in the other house. And they force them to literally like, hey, go on a date. Like you have to pick somebody and go on a date. You don't have to like make out, but it's like, hey, we have this thing for you to do and of course like people are people and you build relationships like you start talking to these people about like the holes in your relationship and how you're leaning on them and it's crazy and they have these bonfires I haven't watched the newest episode I know there's one I have to watch but like they'll have a bonfire with okay all four girls come to the bonfire and you know I don't know their names this season like hey Josie we're gonna show you your boyfriend I was like, Josie and the Pussycats? Yeah, I don't know where I came up with Josie, but like, we'll show you your boyfriend. So they'll show on this iPad, like, this random scene taken out of context, right? And it's like, it could be anywhere from like him saying, like, his girlfriend, like, doesn't put out enough. Like, the most, like, shit that would really piss you off. Obviously, yeah, the yeah. producers are going to find 
mm-hmm. the worst. I'm right. Like, it's not a clever and you like, can't oh talk God, to I love her so much. Yeah. Like you can't talk. It could be anything from that to like literally them like fucking. Mm-hmm. Like they show like night cam, like, oh, this is him under the covers with this girl. And they're sitting there with these three other women having to like keep their composure watching this. And you're like, oh God, these producers are evil. It's just, it's such a messed up show. But yeah. almost always, like out of the four couples, like two of them get engaged. You're like, what? This worked, but I don't know. It's entertaining to watch. You're like, uh, it's like some of these dudes straight up had zero intention of being like <laughs> faithful at all. They're like, well, you know, this is just the time for us to explore. And you're like, mm, okay. <laughs> Sure, but I don't. Yeah, I I don't know how to explain how addicting it is, but like most shows like that, the producers frame it in such a way that you're like WTF, record scratch, and you just want to keep watching. So highly suggest that's on Hulu, USA show if you have cable. People people have cable. Still people have cable. People have classic cable. Still, I don't know. I do not. Have you ever watched the show Unreal? What's that on? It sounds familiar. It was, I think, it was, I think, on like Lifetime. Now you can just like, you probably watch it on Hulu mm-hmm. or like I know. Netflix. But it's basically like a show about the producers about on like a bachelor style type of show. Um, but it's I, real. It's like a dumb- no. It's a, oh. no. It's a, like a TV show. Comedy. Drama. Oh, okay. It's really good. I didn't watch like I'm I'm not sure how many seasons there are. I feel like I watched the first two, but it's so like interesting of showing, you know, like how and obviously like it's a it's a show, right? But I think they do have a lot of true elements of like what you know these shows have done or what you mm-hmm. think they do. Um and I just, it's really interesting if, like, you loved The Bachelor, Bachelorette to, like, watch the kind of, like, the behind the scenes and how they manipulate the characters and, you know, get well, things to go that the way that they want them to go. Um, if I need your means. help then. Because <laughs> we have somebody who has offered to be a guest on our show. I talked with you about this, but one of the producers on Real Housewives of New Jersey, who has become one of my customers in my business... Um, found out I had a podcast and he's like well hey if you want an Emmy award winning TV producer to be a guest and I'm like say no more fam uh, but so I don't want to name names yet but this producer from Real Housewives of New Jersey he has produced other things he is an Emmy award winning TV producer and has told me a lot about like some behind the scenes stuff he's done like he's worked on you know those like house hunting shows um, so like intel on things like that and how mm-hmm. those are filmed so being that you watched this show unreal and you found it interesting i'd love to have like a few interview questions from you if you want to mm-hmm. throw them out mm-hmm. and listeners if we have any like bravo heads like any housewives fans if you have any questions um please let me know he like texted me he's like hey we're filming the reunion like do you have any questions for andy and I'm like i fucking love this like i love you so much so it may or may not be a question for me. We'll see if it actually makes air. But it was just kind of cool that he reached out. He's just such, like, a fun guy. and uh, Cool. I can't wait for you guys to, like, meet him. <laughs> He's so funny. And he's he so also fun. loves, um, like, a lot of the stuff that we love. Like, he loves Only Murders. And, like, he sent oh, me this one. So like, hey, they're selling it finally. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. That tie-dye hoodie. Oh, 
no, it needs to happen. It's like 35 bucks. I'm like, yeah, next payday. Let's do it. <laughs> At least it's not 65. I get so I was expecting it. People start sweatshirts that mm-hmm. much. And I'm like, excuse me. I know. You're like, this is a layer. Okay. And it's here to mess up my hair because it's not even zip up. But um, didn't watch any movies. That was it for shows. I don't think I watched a movie. Did I watch a movie? I did watch a movie, the Olivia Rodrigo. Um, oh yeah, that's technically because it's not a show, but yeah. Disney Plus has a an Olivia Rodrigo like doc docu movie. Sure, eh? what do you call it? I don't know, um, but I guess she's from Salt Lake City, oh, Utah. So in this, the the idea of the film, if you will, is like her taking one last road trip from Salt Lake City to. LA because I guess that's what she used to do a lot and she would song write and that's kind of like when she wrote Sour was going back and forth between home and there gotcha. and so you know she'd stop at a, a gas station and just start playing piano and sing Trader you know or like it was just really filmed cool like um, you know having like a full orchestra in like Utah like Red Rocks and Ugh. I know it gives me like goosebumps is she's just her voice is fucking unreal it really it's so good it's so good in her songwriting and just her ownership of like yeah I wrote songs because I had feelings I don't care if you have a problem with it yeah and she's like I think it's the time I can be most honest with myself like because I can't lie to myself when I'm writing a song yeah Taylor walked so Olivia could run oh 1000 percent I think about the platform, like Taylor was out here handing out demo CDs. Like she didn't have TikTok. Right. Could you imagine? Oh, imagine teardrops would have been viral instantly. <laughs> viral. Uh, yeah, but it was great. And it was cute because it, it was, again, another show similar to like a cake baking contest that I could kind of get my kids to watch because they mm-hmm. like, they love music. Like I've been taking them to concerts since they were in utero. <laughs> I think they went to like three shows in my belly but yeah. um Reagan looked at me when she was they had a, this whole montage of course they did a whole segment about driver's license and its uh. popularity and, and blowing up on TikTok and I really didn't know I, I knew a little bit of backstory but it was cool it was like it's showing the montage of it like first recording um tiktok live of like her being like i have this song you guys and like all the reactions and all the like oh my god it's so good you can find it on her website it it was you felt the energy and the excitement Mm -hmm. of how crazy that like ride must have been and when it got to the point where she was like performing live at iheart like i'm getting teary-eyed but she like looked at the crowd and they were all singing back to her and reagan looked at me and she goes i want microphone (laughs) i'm like oh you want to be a singer she goes okay (laughs) he's a little me right you're like okay sounds good girl let's get it going so cute and it's one of these things um, I'm like already imagined myself on like an interview someday like Taylor's mom I remember when she looked at me watching Olivia Rodrigo (laughs) remember when she first said she wanted to be a singer but I can dream I can dream that my kid's gonna buy me like a 10 million dollar house hey dream big (laughs) Drinking big. board. Podcasts. Obviously, I listen to Hometown Spice. I oh listen my gosh. Get my fix of not feeling alone. All of the sexual talk. But, yeah, we were talking about virgins, which was funny. Um, everybody sharing their uh, the did age. Did a lot of people lost. share? 
Oh my God. We had like 20 people gave us their, the age they lost their virginity. And the range was like 15 to 23. We had somebody that was still virgin at like 21 that was commenting. Um, and this week we're asking people like if they want to share their like story, we'll see if people are comfy about that. But, um, we all did on the podcast and I think it was I mean, it fun. could be, it could also be anonymous, right? Like it's, it's all like anonymous. Yeah. We right. Never yeah. Say who it was, Unless but... you want a shout out. <laughs> Right. Want that high school boyfriend to know that you're still thinking about this, <laughs> or okay. not? Because that was a lot of it too. We were like, I don't even remember. <laughs> They're like, I know I, I was blocked that age, out, but I don't remember anything. And you're like, hope that guy doesn't listen. Right, <laughs> right. That is funny. Like, um, shout out to any of my exes that listen, because just so you know, we can see the cities that stream. <laughs> so funny like all the people who hate me i was like wow that's kind of funny that there's uh, quite a few streams in this city um <laughs> could be yeah. a coincidence probably yeah. not but thanks for making me money baby right <laughs> every time you listen we get a penny yeah give me a penny <laughs> penny for your thoughts penny for, penny for my thoughts <laughs> i love it so much yeah but books what if i mm. Unless were there podcasts that you were listening to? I didn't have any other podcasts. I did. I did read. Um, ugh, I meant to read one book, and then realized it was a four book series. Mm. And I thought it was one of those like like Not today sentence. Was like what? Not today sentence. <laughs> I know. Well. I thought it was like a where you know it, it was kind of like a lot of books I read where it'll just be maybe about one person and then the next book will be about like a friend that was maybe mentioned once no the four books were about the same couple like throughout this timeline and so I had to read all of them to see how the fuck it ended um and it was called the Wolf Hotel series by Nina West and it's like oh wait I thought of- you meant like you tapped out and you're like so I read all four <laughs> but- I read all of them I did um, I thought you were going to say, I saw there was four, so I decided to read something else. You're yeah, like, so like, I decided to read four. No, 1,200 pages later, I don't really care. Um, they, this, like, girl from, like, the middle of nowhere, a, you know, dying to get out of her small town, her high school sweetheart cheats on her, um, boy, she's saving herself for, and she applies this job opportunity right. at this fancy hotel in Alaska. She gets the job. And there's the hot hotel owner, Mr. Wolf. And he's like super, like just like exudes sexuality. And he hires her to be his assistant. And there's just a lot of like, you know, longing, flirting, nothing, nothing, you know, whatever. And then they just, they snap and it becomes it happens. Thing, and he's well, got when a lot you could to easily just be like, let's, let's get a room right here. Right. Yeah. So. So yeah. Um, so it, I mean, it was good. It's a good story. It's a lot of sex. It's, you know, it's all the things you want in a spicy romance, but I was just like, I thought it was just getting into like a one thing herself. <laughs> just laughing. Like, girl, yourself. Right. One who's oh sex. Gosh. Have sex. Please don't do it protected, but do it yeah. for yourself. Yeah, no, you can, you can, as long as you're being safe, have right. as many whole phases as you like. Right. Like, and you know what? Some, there is something attached, I would say, to like the first person. 
maybe, or at least that's my mail. My dog's like, Brick. it's okay. <laughs> but I mean, for some people, I mean, for some people, I bet you that girl who didn't, who waited till she was 21, like, I bet you if you wait long enough, it either means more or you're just kind of like, okay, I'm just getting this out of the way at this point. But I'm mature enough that I understand that it's just sex. Like when you're young, all oh. those hormones and you're attaching yes. um, meaning mm-hmm. to stuff that there's not meaning. Mm-hmm. And so when I say don't save yourself for someone, save yourself for yourself. And if that someone's the right someone, that'll be the one. It'll, it'll work right. out. So, yeah. So. No, I think that's good advice because, I mean, and I talked about it on Hometown Spice, but, like, I mm-hmm. waited until I was 22, mm-hmm. and I wasn't like, oh, I'm waiting for marriage. I was just like, I'm finishing college before I do this, and I was so afraid to get pregnant. But, like, then I I've did. other shit to do. <laughs> I had sex with my boyfriend at the time because, and this is why we say not wait for a guy, because he was texting and flirting with somebody else and I thought like well if I have sex with him then he won't uh, be texting other girls and like and do you regret this decision I no I mean I don't regret that I can't had regret that yeah, age yeah. but that I was like it was a dumb girl logic that like right oh, that's what I meant yeah if I if I do this then he's still he'll be a much better person and like no he's a shitty person I could have been having sex with other people the entire time right and um, that's what I mean by not waiting for someone yes. because at the end of the day, somebody could seem like a freaking angel, but you just don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And you know yourself. And if yes. your body, like, I don't know, I just think in society, there's so much shame around yes. sex for women. Mm-hmm. And I just find the more and more open I am with who I am and what I want, um, it's just, you yeah. just, you don't feel as much shame. The, the opposite yes. of shame is pride. So to have pride in who you are. You, you yeah. don't have to feel that you can that's on you if you think this about me that's on you I think yeah. it's about me I'm good <laughs> like yeah I mean that's one of like the things that we want in this podcast is that like because I wish that it was something that my friends and I talked about when we were younger like oh, yeah. especially just like even masturbating because you knew guys and boys like your brothers whatever like they all did they all talked about it I didn't have a girlfriend that was talking to me at like 14 and being like Mm -hmm. oh yeah totally normal get a vibrator and figure it out and like learn you don't then none of that happened until like we were in our 20s and someone had a sex toy party you know what I mean and And it's funny because then you're like wait we were all playing with these things yeah I would have you know you would have understood things more about yourself that's how I feel about smoking weed you find out (laughs) Oh, everybody does. Oh, yes. like all these people I work with. They, oh, every, everybody like, masturbates. Talk uh, about it. And it's good. You should do it. If you're not having sex, you should be masturbating and like figuring out what you like and what you don't like. So someone else doesn't define it for so you. So that you can verbalize to the person yes. that you're with. Like, hey, this is what I want. Yeah. And if you to do don't that. know what you want, someone else can't do it for you. And if somebody's insecure about you telling them what they want... Bye-bye. The next one. Girl, boy, like, bye. Whoever it is. It's not personal. This is what I like, and I'm going to teach you how. Like, I think yeah. that's honestly be the sexiest thing to somebody telling you. Like, let me teach you how. It, sh- it shouldn't be like, oh, you didn't like it. Like, But honestly, that was probably, like, me as a teenager. Oh, like, oh you didn't so. like what I did? Like, no, it's fine. Yeah. Like, open communication. Yeah. And that's not really awkward. Books. I love her like now, like the romance books that like I read and stuff. It's usually like a guy that's like, he wants the girl to like 
masturbate in front of him and he'll be like, show me what you like and stuff. And I'm like, that's so hot. <laughs> like, so yes. hot. Want to touch the high. <laughs> Hilarious. It's a lot. It's a lot to learn here. I feel like we're like to... turning into hometown spice over here. I we need are... to have you on the other one. It's because we had Bridgerton and Akatar. So it's just like heavy sexual energy running through this podcast right now. Get your vibes, so, guys. I mean, we did warn you at the beginning. It was adult content. I didn't update on my like little list to myself what I read, probably just because I've been hammering away at the Paris apartment. I don't want to say hammering away. If I wasn't listening to Akatar, I would have been done with it by now. It's really good. It's a good whodunit so far. Um, again, I stated this on our Akatar recap, but this is my third Lucy Fully book. I read The Guest List. I read The Hunting Party. Both of those were great, fast-paced reads. I love a book where, like, the chapter is between, like, two to four pages. Do you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. it just, like, flips. It'll be, like, a different person's, um, you know, the different POVs. Yeah, me too. Um, so that's fun because you're like, okay, I'm in this apartment building and I'm here and this is happening. And from this vantage point, this is what was actually happening. Um, yeah, and it's just, ugh, I don't know. I, I've never been in Europe, so it's cool, again, to take you away to someplace different. Um, yeah, so a Paris apartment, what else did I finish work on? Just Akatar. And if you yeah. guys want that recap, I mean, Akatar is a really one. big book. Like, don't sell yourself short. It was a giant no. thing you went through. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, a, not at all. But if you guys want that recap, we did a whole other episode previously. Um, you can check that out. No spoilers. Yeah, will, um, there will, will be spoilers for book one. And spoil Lana. And like, I will, I just totally jumbled my words. But oh, if you spoil me. Lana, I will come through the internet and wring your neck. Do I'm not spoil her. Because we on can Akatar. see where you stream. Yes. <laughs> Let her live and enjoy it as she goes along, people. We're going to go to all 31 countries and find which one of you. <laughs> can we put that as a business expense? Hello, Bosnia. Like, we have some new countries. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You just write it off. It's a write off. It's a write off. Who's writing it off? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what a write-off is. Yeah, I didn't finish Good Morning Monster because my uh, library thing expired on it, but I have a hold on it. I will eventually. It seems like a good in-between book, a nonfiction like that, because you can Mm -hmm. just kind of... I love a palate cleanser. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, eh, I'll read it when I read it. But I love that you get that, because when I explain that to people, that like a mood shift or like if I'm reading like high fantasy like I have to read something else mm-hmm. like, I, you know or if it's a thriller like I need a romance like you gotta well, I used on. to have a problem where I would watch I, th- I kind of briefly stated this but I was thinking about it today and I'm like this is the best advice I can give somebody who's in a slump and it is like stick to the book that you're reading if it sucks abandon ship and don't look back because what I would do is I'd have a stack of like six or seven books and one of them would be like a nonfiction. And I get like three chapters in and then I'm like, eh, I'm in the mood for this. And I get like a few chapters into something else. So I had everything like half finished and then you don't really want to finish it because you're like, wait, what was going on? Now I got to start it over. And I just, that's how I would find myself in a lull. So mm-hmm. becoming part of a book club where you wanted to be part of something, you wanted to hear the discussion of conversation forced me to be like, I'm going to finish this book. Mm-hmm. And then I'd move on to the next one. So 
if you don't like something, you, it's not a failure to quit. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Like, abandon ship. Find a book that interests you. Like, look at the TV shows that you watch. What are you interested in? Are you interested in fantasy like Game of Thrones? Pick up, you know, from Blood and Ash or pick up Akatar and check it out. You know, if you're into more rom-commy stuff, grab a Tessa Bailey. Mm. Like, there is something for you. Like, I dare you to, if you're like, I hate books, make me read. Send me the genre of TV show or movie that you like, and I will send you, like, a list of 10 books. Ooh, I like that idea. I I personally will. Or we can each send five. Yeah. <laughs> Our recommendations, five and five. Yeah. yeah. There's an Hopefully. app for that, too. I mean, Goodreads obviously does that, mm-hmm. but, like, there's an app called Likewise that you okay. can mark books that you like, shows that you like, podcasts that you like. And oh, then, it includes all that, like crossover. Mm-hmm. And then it will like give that. you recommendations and then like people can comment and, you know, oh, hey, you should try this. And like, I, I appreciate that sometimes for getting recs from, you know, not just you and I. Yeah. I like that a lot too. I'll have to check that out. I don't know. I've never heard of that before. It's an app likewise. Yeah. Neat. Hmm. TikTok. TikTok. Book talk. Mm-hmm. We are reviewing next month's book pick next week, but we yes. said it before. You don't have to, there's no deadlines. So you can read it when you read it, or you can not read it and still listen if you want to know what happens. The book we're reading is called The Push by Ashley Audrain. And I'm not even going to get into too much of what, what it's about, but apparently it involves children, whether that's a trigger warning or not be warned do your research if you're somebody who's easily triggered but apparently it's a controversial story like psychological um yeah that's really all i've got thank you guys so much for listening if you enjoyed the show you can find us on instagram and tiktok at half baked book club and you can send us those listener emails send us anything (laughs) send us requests like of what you want us to read or you know what we should read or if you have any like genre requests you can send those to halfbakedbookclub at gmail.com we'll see you next week we can't wait but until then read books it's weird out there (laughs) bye bye